Hey guys, it's Sarah. A couple quick housekeeping things here. First of all, we are continuing to have some problems with the audio in the studio we use to record interviews. So apologies in advance. There's a little bit of background noise in this one, but I had a great conversation with Natalie, so I hope you'll listen through to it. She had some great tips. Uh, Second of all, this will be our last episode of 2018. We're going to take a break next week for the holidays, and while Claire is out of town, We will be back the first week of January with some goals and resolutions for the new year. So we hope everyone has a great holiday and we'll talk to you then. Hi, I'm Sarah, the mom of a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I'm Claire, the mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. guys welcome to the middle of everything we're back this week we're not giving you a weird um just slowly trailing in introduction to the episode like we did last week we're actually recording this on purpose this time believe it or not (laughs) i love it slogan podcasting on purpose yeah last week was um here's our intro it's just us talking like we don't have a mic on it was cool i thought hot mic hot mic okay (laughs) So we have an awesome interview today with Natalie Michaels. She's a food writer, and um, I've known her for several years when she worked at a couple different publications here in town. She's done work for the Made in Oklahoma company and works with local um, brands to promote their foods and creates recipes and things like that. So I'm super excited about the interview with her today. Um, Due to some scheduling things, Claire wasn't able to sit in on the interview, but I want to hear, Claire, about your family food traditions? Yeah, so um, we have a few. Um, Most probably, I don't know if this is a little bit odd, but I grew up in England. And so we have a couple things specifically around the holidays that we do. So one of them I've noticed is definitely infiltrated over the last few years into U.S sort of culture, which is the idea of Christmas crackers. It's not so much a food thing as like a mealtime thing. So these are the little tubes that lay um, on your plate and you pull them, they make a little popping noise and inside are like jokes and hats and toys. And you always do that, adults and kids included, everybody does it before the meal begins. So that's something that's been like from the dawn of time, um, something my family has done um, on, on the British side. But now you can buy them, I've noticed at like like Pier One and World Market and sometimes even at like Target, mm-hmm. I think now has Christmas crackers. So it's definitely like a tradition that's coming over. I did not know that that was a mealtime. I mean, I've seen those, like you said, at Target or other places like that. I didn't realize that that was a pre-meal tradition. Like I just thought they were fun little poppy things that you could have out at a party. So you you just pop them open and everyone then like wears the hats around the dinner table or... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So the idea is you pop them open with the person next to you and then everyone puts on their silly little paper hat um, and reads each other's the 
reads each other the jokes or the trivia. It's just kind of like a table topic conversation starter kind of thing. But yeah, it's a, and typically when you set your Christmas table, like you set with all your beautiful linens and your china and all of that, and then your Christmas cracker lays on top of the plate. And I then, love it. So when you, it's the first thing you do when you sit down. That mm-hmm. is so fun. That, I, I might go get some for our dinner this year. That sounds yeah, they're fantastic. Food-wise, I have a few things. Like I just like Chris, Christmas for me is all about the morning. So, um, of course, we do a Christmas meal, like evening meal with typically more extended family. But for our little unit um, with the boys, you know, it's it's all about Christmas morning. So I do like a breakfast casserole and homemade cinnamon rolls. And we typically will have like pineapple and fruits and a whole array because we're eating, we eat twice on Christmas, once um, in the morning after stockings, but before presents. And then once like later in the evening with the big extended family. So we, gotcha. we definitely make a thing out of Christmas morning breakfast. That's our jam. What about you guys? You. Uh, yeah. So we have um, a, a couple different things that we tend to do and it changes a little bit from year to year just depending on our schedule but with my family growing up we always did uh, on Christmas Eve since we were going to go to church and to go look around at Christmas we always drove around and looked at Christmas lights on Christmas Eve that was one of our traditions as a kid so we would do like kind of an appetizer dinner and we always would make um, cranberry chutney and sausage balls and just different kind of snacky foods like that. So that's, and, and we're actually doing that again this year with my family, um, my immediate family. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Work yeah, with it. the kids, with the kids and everyone who's staying in our house. And then we also do the big breakfast. Now, my, our rule is not as hard and fast on when we eat it like that. And we typically have quite a bit of family over to our house on Christmas morning. So I have an awesome breakfast casserole recipe, and then everybody brings different things. And then typically on Christmas Day for dinner, um, we will do, my husband will cook like a big fancy, this is, he, he gets to chef, uh, flex his chef muscles and do a big fancy meal on Christmas day, <laughs> typically. So, um, I actually don't know what that's going to be this year, but usually there's like some large meat item and lots of potatoes and heavy food <laughs> like that. So yeah, that's large kind of meat item, some big piece of meat <laughs> that I, I don't eat it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> some beef, pork, I don't know. Um, a mammal? I yeah. mean, probably. Some very... Maybe a bird. Yeah. 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 Sometimes. Okay. So yeah, that's that's one of my, you know, kind of how our family does it. And um, it, it does vary a little bit from year to year, just depending on which family's in town and kind of who's doing what. So... Okay, no, well, I'm, gonna... I'm super bummed that I didn't get to um, be a part of your chat with Natalie, but I the know. good news is I get to listen just like everybody else. So Yay. sit tight, everyone. She's coming up next, and I'm right there with you. Let's hear from uh, our special guest. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at T-M-O-E Podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye.
right. I'm here with Natalie Michaels. She is my food writer friend. Quickly, let's. She, you're a food writer for um, various publications. Yes, for Tulsa Kids, mm-hmm. for Tulsa People, and I also work with Made in Oklahoma. Okay, and you do lots of fun TV spots for them I do. doing recipes. I do. I show how to use local products. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we. I'm super excited to talk to you, oh, you um, listeners. We did a quick little intro. Claire is overwhelmed with family commitments today. So we're missing her, but we're going to have fun chatting about some of our favorite holiday foods. Um, first, really quickly, why don't you kind of give us a rundown about your family? Cause you have a great story with your kids too. Sure. So I have uh, twin girls. They're nine years old mm-hmm. and I have a son who's eight. They are all great fun and doing mm-hmm. really well. And and yeah. now you have a story um, you've shared on Premium Mom Camp, right? Who yes. We've done a previous episode with um, your girls were born prematurely as many twins are and out of town, right? Yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. So my girls were born at 27 weeks mm-hmm. and we were in the NICU for four months. Wow. Um, I was a food writer at the time. And so if you can imagine I had planned all of these things that I was going, they were going to be eating. I was going to make my own food. Oh. We had, I mean, I had a whole shelf of cookbooks uh-huh. of baby food cooking, like, which you don't need, by the way, if, if anyone needs to. Right. Know, yeah. Just puree that. everything. It's going to be fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um, and they came home and neither one of them could eat at all. Oh. They didn't even take bottles. They were both tube fed for, um, one for about a year. Wow. And one for four years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So best laid plans. Right. It, it seems to always be that yeah. way. But I mean, it was, um, they're happy and healthy now. Are, you, you would never know. Never We're going that. this afternoon to see one of them dance in the nutcracker. Yes, that's true. <laughs> we just yeah. discovered that. Yeah, I have a ballerina and I have a soccer player. Awesome. So it's a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, great. Um, well, uh, we'll link back to your story on Premium Mom Camp, just sure. if anyone's intrigued by that piece of the story. Mm-hmm. That's what's so hard when we have people on here that have all these different things we want to talk to them about. So I'm like, I could talk to you about that. I could talk to you about food. I could talk. Sure. I mean, we just came up with another future topic idea off offline before yes. we started. So, um, yeah. And, and I, I think you're a great example of why I wanted to start this podcast is like kind of reacquainting with some old friends and people that I, you know, you have all these different facets that you and I have just never sat down and talked about one-on-one. And it's so been so fun to do that over the last several months. So you're like a classic example of a person. I always wanted to sit down and talk with more about some things. So you're, this is, yeah, this is why we started it to dig into this stuff. Okay. So in the intro, Claire and I talked a little bit about some of our family uh, holiday trips traditions. She grew up in England. So she talked a little bit about some of the things they do with like Christmas crackers and um, some of the different foods they eat. Um, so tell me what, what does your family do? The main thing we do is for Christmas Eve, our mm-hmm. family chooses a theme. Okay. And so this is with extended family, aunts and uncles and cousins. Okay. This year, our theme is going to be retro Christmas. Ooh, fun. Yeah, we're all really excited about it. So it's going to be a lot of finger foods and appetizers. Yep. My aunt uh, texted me. She's making pigs in a blanket, 
uh, meatballs and stuffed mushrooms. Oh my gosh. Um, so we'll, what she does is just takes the entire dining room table mm-hmm. and we fill it with whatever that theme is. Okay. So last year, our theme was we did an epic cheese board. Love and the it. The entire table was just, and everyone brought their own. So wow. it was just filled. Okay. They're really beautiful and so mm-hmm. good. It's everyone just walks around and just eating. You know, I love night. that. So we don't even have a, a, a sit down dinner. Sure. It's just sure. party food. Uh, we've done Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done like the tamales. But yeah, so this year will be retro Christmas. That's so, okay. Is there going to be a Jello mold? Oh, there has to be. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I would like to be in charge of the Jello. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. So one of my son's favorite foods at Thanksgiving is Watergate salad, oh. which is like pistachio pudding with marshmallows and pineapple and it's so weird and it's so retro yes, but it's he like, loves it's it awful but yep. it's wonderful yes you know like mm-hmm. i love that kind of thing yes um i actually have an entire collection of recipes i've saved that are just like gross but wonderful yep. food you know, yep. can definitely get into the retro yeah <laughs> i think we unearthed uh at some point in our attic my parents had handed down so many cookbooks and books. And we found a couple of old, like better homes and gardens from the sixties that had all those like weird hot dog, jello kinds of things yes. in there. So yes. ooh, aspic, that's a thing too, um, right? It's disgusting. Yes. I hate it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. We're going to have to be careful with this party that it, yeah. you want it to be good. Yeah. People should actually <laughs> right. eat the food, not right. just, you know, have it there for the novelty True. aspect. I went to a dinner party once in college with, and a professor was serving us aspic and I mean half the people there had never had it I think I had heard of it maybe in a book or something and oh it was foul like just some it it was like jello but meaty if that makes sense oh it's so gross if you don't know what it is never try it run screaming if someone (laughs) offers it to you oh um okay speaking of family traditions um you guys do the kind of plate of appetite or table really of appetizers. Um, are there any sort of unusual ones that you've seen or done? I mean, I love this sort of retro appetizer thing. My family growing up always did appetizers on Christmas Eve because we would go out. And, um, I think I talked a little bit about this in the intro as well. We would be out a lot of the night. So it was just kind of, um, a light snack in between different activities. So we had a few like, um, cranberry chutney that we made homemade oh. and a few other things like that that were some of our favorites. Oh, how fun. Someone that I used to know from the Northeast always did potato soup on Christmas Eve with cinnamon rolls. Really? On Christmas Eve. It was wow. so unusual like that that was the combination. Yeah. But And I don't know if it was where they were from or just what their family did, but that was always so strange to me that it was like those were the two things that went together, but I love how every family kind of has their own oh, I love that tradition, idea, you know, you know, in Oklahoma, sometimes it's, um, I think maybe it originated in the school cafeteria, but it's bean chowder and cinnamon rolls. Really? Chili and cinnamon rolls. Okay. And it's a weird combination, but I think that's how that started. Okay. It would be, you know, Friday might be bean chowder. It tells the public school, uh-huh. bean chowder and cinnamon roll day. And, that is the weirdest well, can, lunch know, combination, I but know. okay. Those are actually really good recipes. You can find those online. Just okay. Tulsa Public Schools, bean chowder. Really? And cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Okay. So potato soup and cinnamon rolls makes a little bit Kinda of sense. Kind of makes sense. 
kind of. Yeah. It's strange, but I, I get it. It wasn't bad. I mean, I yeah. ate it, you know, I, it was just, I was always like, what? You know, like strange things that go together. Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of Oklahoma, what you, you know, again, like you said, work the Made in Oklahoma Coalition. Yes. So what are some uniquely Oklahoma things that you've seen over the years? You know, I think Oklahoma is a lot of the things that are Southern traditions mm-hmm. become Oklahoma. Sure. And then, of course, we have some Midwest there too. Yeah. You know, we have a little bit of both. I feel like I see a lot of like, uh, meats wrapped in bread. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong. <laughs> no kidding, right? Although I did see one. It, I, this isn't necessarily Oklahoma, but it's a little bit of an elevated idea of that. Mm-hmm. It was sausage and brioche. Ooh. And it looked so delicious. Yeah. And, you, know, you could do that with any kind of Oklahoma pork. Or sure. Meat and um, using, I mean, when we use Oklahoma products, sometimes it's as simple as using a flat Shawnee Mills flour, right? Made in Oklahoma, um, with some um, some meats. You know, sure, made in Oklahoma. I mean, so, really, you can wrap any meat, cheese. I mean, you can put pretty much anything in a bread or a puff pastry, and it's yes, going to be good. And so. It will be delicious. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I was thinking about Oklahoma centric, and to be honest, I don't know of a lot that are very yeah. Oklahoma centric. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you mentioned earlier the tamales; that's a big deal in Texas, for sure. Because um, I know different parts of my family that live in Texas always get tamales on either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day to go along with their meal. Yeah, and that is a lot of fun. If if you've never done that and mm-hmm. just want to do something different, you know, sometimes you do get stuck in a rut, mm-hmm. like oh, I don't want turkey again. Right. Do tamales. It's yeah. so much fun. You don't have to make them. Exactly. You know, ask someone else to make them. They'll be much better <laughs> mm-hmm. if you find someone who's an expert in making them. Yeah. And then to have everyone bring salsas and mm-hmm. um, whatever they want. You know. Yeah. That's a that's a really fun way to do it. That's one of the things my my husband's family does um, for Christmas Day dinner is because we've already had so many big, like you said, turkey yeah. type of meals. Um, he, they'll always kind of have a different, like it, like you said, it'll be Italian and it'll be Mexican or it'll be something like that. So it's not that same turkey and dressing dinner that we've already had like three times by the right. point. So I know some families, this is probably a little Oklahoma centric, mm-hmm. who do barbecue Christmas for Christmas. Day. Mm-hmm. So barbecue on Christmas day. I think is really fun. Well, you're home all day. You yes. can put it in the smoker in the morning when everybody gets up and just have it ready to go yeah. by the end of the day. So yeah. I like that one. I do too. That's a good one. Okay. So out of all the years of food holiday articles you've written yes. <laughs> about Christmas things, what are some of your favorite things you've seen either that you've tried or that you want to try? Are there any special ones that you... You know, I love trying new cookies every single year. Mm-hmm. I just never get tired of it. I think that's how how we met we used to go to a cookie yes. exchange with a bunch of the same people yes, so what exactly. happened to that or maybe yeah. I'm just not invited anymore <laughs> 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 good um yeah I love cookie mm-hmm. exchange and now that I have kids I love a cookie exchange party totally for kids actually in the December issue of Tulsa Kids uh-huh. I wrote an article about uh, how to host a kids cookie exchange. Wonderful. It's really fun. So it's the exact same idea you do sure. with girlfriends. And usually moms or dads end up making the cookies. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know how that goes. The kids put the sprinkles mm-hmm. on top and you've done all the, the heavy lifting. Sure. But um, it's a lot of fun. So the kids go around the table and they get to choose 
which cookies they want. That's and, a great idea. Yeah, and then you, you might play a game or just send them outside to play afterward. And then right. the moms or dads can burn some of that sugar off for the kids. Mom and dad can have a glass of wine. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Love that, it. That's a lot of fun. So yeah, I love cookie recipes. I never. Sometimes people will ask me like, "What's your? What is your go-to cookie?" At Christmas, mm-hmm. I do not have one because I try new recipes every yep. single year. I do have a um, frosted sugar cookie kind of basic recipe that I know will work. Right. That I do use every year. For those kind of kid decorated yes. types of cookies. Cut out mm-hmm. cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I make new things. I, I like a um, chocolate covered cherry cookie where you put Ooh. the little maraschino cherry and then cover it with a ganache those are delicious okay that sounds um, awesome this year i tried a peppermint snowball oh, so cute. imagine like a shortbread cookie that uh-huh. you do in a ball and then roll in powdered sugar and crushed peppermint nice really pretty. okay that sounds really good um, chocolate crinkle cookies mm-hmm. you probably know what those are but you know, you, it's a chocolate cookie and then you roll it in powdered sugar. So mm-hmm. it looks like it has a little snow frosted on the top. My um, grandma used to always make, she would, they would for, I mean, weeks before Christmas or a couple weeks, I mean, so they didn't get stale, but she and her sister would get together and make basically every person in the family's favorite kind of cookie. So you would end up with like, 12 dozen cookies on the table at grandma's house when you would go to visit for Christmas. And there was always the crinkle cookies, pecan sandies, and then some more traditional ones. I'm trying to even remember now the the ones with the Hershey kiss in the middle. And then uh, she would make divinity that really sweet. I don't like it. It's too sweet for me, but it's that I don't, it's just Sugar, sugar nougat yeah i don't even know oh i love it but mm-hmm. I, I i don't make it well yeah she had make. like a oh. set recipe and then she would make fruitcake cookies for my grandpa because oh. he loves fruitcake which might be a controversial i like fruitcake too oh, is that weird too. i know i yeah. love it and we would always go there's this place down in texas called the collins street bakery yes. do you know what i'm talking yes. about okay <laughs> it's between dallas and houston so we, every time we would drive down there because my grandparents live in houston sorry if i didn't preface that uh or did would go down and get get fruitcakes from that place or she would order them in for my grandpa every year so yes. yeah yeah my grandparents get, have friends who send them one of the Collins Street mm-hmm. fruitcakes every year. And I think I'm the only one. They always give it to me. I know. <laughs> I love it. I, I do too. Great. Yeah. And I've made, I did not do them this year, but in the past I've made fruitcakes. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. You, know, you make yeah. them pretty far in advance. You make mm-hmm. them a few weeks in advance and then let them really kind of saturate yeah. whatever um, you want it, it to be. in. it could be bourbon mm-hmm. or a liqueur. Um, I did a chocolate fruit cake that Yum. was in, I put in Kahlua. Mm-hmm. Put it, you know, marinate in Yum. Kahlua and those were delicious. Okay. And I put a lot of like, not so much candied fruits, but well, it did have candied cherries, pecans, mm-hmm. um, big chunks of chocolate in yeah. there. Oh, that, that sounds a, so good. That was a really good fruit yeah. cake. I there might is need a, that um, recipe. I'll give it to <laughs> okay. you. Okay. We'll post it. Yes. There's a great cookbook called Fruitcake, or maybe Fruitcakes, and it's a um, Truman Capote cookbook. What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Now, it's probably, like, annotated, or they've taken pieces from here and there, uh-huh. but it's just a beautiful little short story about making fruitcake, and how wow. they, as soon as it 
turned cold, his um, aunt or cousin, I'm sorry, I be mistaken on that, would say, it's fruitcake weather. <laughs> and they would spend the whole day making fruitcake. Oh, my I gosh. I love that story, and um, I love fruitcake. Yeah, that sounds, okay, we have to check this book out. But we are definitely odd in that series. I know. I mean, not many people like it. It's not a popular opinion. No. I don't, and I don't get it. You got fruit, you got nuts. You've got alcohol. Yes. What could go wrong? Like, it's the best thing ever. But I'm not a big chocolatey, sweet, like I, that really sweet kind of stuff. Just I, I want the more kind of savory yes. sweets, semi off topic. But I'll give a shout out to Trader Joe's. I just tried these yesterday. They have these great little crackers that are um, like fruit and nut. I mean, it's not it's a little bit sweet, but we had it with a cheese plate last night yes. for dinner because we were going out to Philbrook to a holiday thing. And oh, my gosh, they're so good. I know those crackers. OK, yeah. <laughs> you know, some of those components of fruitcake, but in a more savory cracker. I think I was the only one in my house that ate them. My kids <laughs> were not interested, but that's okay. More for crackers. me. Yeah. I'll just snack on those for the rest of the weekend. Well, so. my um, holiday Trader Joe's tip is mm-hmm. uh, the buttered toffee pretzels. Okay. I have been... Every time I go, I'm like, I want them, but I'm afraid I'm going to eat the whole bag. So I, I didn't buy them yet. Um, you but, will eat okay. the whole bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last time I was there, I bought 10 bags Oh, <laughs> and just decided whoever I see today, I'm going to gift with a bag today because they are that good. I love and it. I did and everyone was like, oh are so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to have to go buy yes. those because I have been eyeing them and just, I was afraid for myself really. Cause I didn't know if anybody else in my house would eat them. And I just thought, you so just make it your Christmas. Gift okay. Okay. We'll do. Um, and then I, I, I think, you know, kind of on that same line as far as like savory and sweet, but our family, another thing that my husband kind of brought in with uh, his family, they make homemade Chex mix. They, they call it cereal snack it's but there it was another one like grandma used to make it every year when like all the cousins would come over it takes like several hours to make it because you have to slow like it has to be on a really low temperature and you have to stir it every couple hours so I think it was last weekend the day it was supposed to snow yeah last Saturday it didn't but we just decided to treat it like a snow day anyway (laughs) and it was cereal snack making day so he all day made and he makes huge containers of it. He gave a lot of it away, but then he stashes it all over the house. Like, so even like you can eat it one year. I did actually ask him to hide it from me because I couldn't (laughs) stop eating it, but he will have it stashed all over the house. So the supply will last for like a month of this, you know, he'll put it in little Ziplocs or whatever, but it's our favorite, like salty kind of any t- any time during the month of December that comes out as like an evening snack or whatever. That's so fun. yeah, it's a really fun I one. I think even if something, something as simple as a, a Chex Mix, yeah. if you have something like that that you do every year, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you create family tradition. Right. I think sometimes too, we think that it has to be complicated mm-hmm. or that we have to go ride the Christmas train somewhere. We have to make a production of things, Mm -hmm. but it can just be honestly making Chex Mix and watching a movie. Completely. And I think, so we're, (laughs) we've had a couple weekends that were those like low key kind of movie Chex Mix weekend. And then this weekend is the polar opposite for us. We've done every we're doing all the Christmas things like in the next seven days, like, cause there are so many great new things around town that we're wanting to try. And so it's like, let's fit it all in, in this one week before Christmas. And 
everybody's having fun, but I can already foresee tiredness by the end of it all. So our balance today was um, my older son and I are going to the Nutcracker. I didn't think the three-year-old was quite ready for that yet to sit through it. Um, but by, I, I already told my husband, I, I will have been gone from like 9.30 a.m. till 5.30 or whenever we're going to get home from the right. thing. So I was like, we're going to have just a movie night, like put it on the projector. Everybody's going to hang out because we're going to be done because we stayed out late last night too at Philbrook, which I highly recommend Tulsa's if you haven't gone yet. Yes. <laughs> it's great this year. They added a bunch of new stuff. And I have um, not yet been to the gathering place for Christmas. Yes, me either. That's on our list for the next week. Mm-hmm. We're kind of keeping an eye on the weather. Um, and then we're like, okay, we've got this party this night, this thing this night. And um, we have a neighbor, uh, sort of a tradition and food, although you don't totally eat it. One of our next door neighbors has the most crazy gingerbread house decorating extravaganza every year. I mean, there've been, I've, there've been like 15 plus kids there. She puts all the houses together and then just stacks the table with bowls. And there's usually two or three tables because there's that many kids there. Bowls and bowls of, you don't even understand how much candy is here. Like, so the kids are wolfing down candy, decorating their houses. She supplies all of it. The grownups kind of stand around and drink wine, like, we are do at many of these holiday events and like kind of let the kids, you know, have their, have their go at it. And then we'll kind of swoop in and, you know, clean up the mess or munch on the candy as we go. But it's the funnest, funnest party to to go to every year. I wish, I wish that was my neighbor. I know. Right. Cause I'm like, I, I mean, we bought just, we got some of the target gingerbread houses this year and I, I, shouldn't have gone rogue, but I bought this tree that looked cute on the box. It had so many pieces. Like I even got the hot glue gun out and I could not get this thing to stay together. We ended up just pitching it and letting the kids decorate the little one little house together because it was so awful. So Target, get get it together with this tree. I mean, (laughs) it was awful. Well, I think that is a good tip that Maybe a lot of people have thought of this, or maybe some people think it's sacrilege, but hot glue gun for the gingerbread house, I highly recommend. As long as they're not planning to eat it, because we did have to tell the three-year-old, you can't eat this now, it has glue on it. Of course, which is hard. Or or you might have one gingerbread house that you've hot glued that you're going to keep out and keep for the season, and one that everybody can eat that you've made with the Yes, yeah. But, um, yeah, if you want it to stay, the hot glue gun is Yeah, is that's good. if they're just for decorating fun. Sure. And then, like I said, at this party, she glues them all. And then it, it's kind of just a free-for-all with the candy as they're decorating and what they're eating. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So that's a, that's a tradition. Um, in fact, we were just bugging her the other day, like, what night is that going to be? So we want to make sure we don't plan something else right. that night, right? Okay, so we've talked about all these sort of old traditions, family things, what are sort of new food trends as far as holidays go? The idea I keep seeing on Instagram Mm -hmm. and other places that I love is a dessert board. So picture a cheese board being beautiful, but instead this is all dessert. I love that. I do too. too. Sort Um, of like a amped up cookie exchange, but you're not exchanging. It's just all kind of served in this beautiful way. Okay. Um, and if you think about it too, you don't have to be, a lot of these things can be things you pick up places. You're mm-hmm. not making everything. Right. Board. 
you might make one component, mm-hmm. but you um, picture like you know stacked little brownies mm-hmm. and then some peppermint sticks, a little section of um, some type of really delicious candy mm-hmm. you picked up somewhere. I'm picturing macarons because yes. they're so pretty, you know, like in some kind of configuration. Yes. Love that. And you can make that. Um, I mean, it's a really fun one if you have children. Too, mm-hmm. you come and That's you all the kids want to eat anyway. They want. Yep. Yeah, and you walk in and you see this beautiful display. So I just keep seeing those. If you look for yeah. dessert boards, or I think that's what they're usually calling them. Sure. Um, or dessert spreads or something. They are yeah. so pretty. And I think that's a great idea for a party, too, because I think so many times this time of year, we all get overwhelmed with trying to do everything and trying to buy all the gifts and gifts and host all the parties. And that's just a simple thing you can do to have some friends over without feeling like you have to cook a big meal or, you know, make a million appetizers is just invite everybody over for dessert and wine. And it, like you said, I mean, kids are going to love that too. Yes. Grownups are going to, you know, have a drink and have a one cookie and, you know, or I don't know, no judgment as many as you want. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and that's it. And that's all you have to do. And like you said, maybe you make one part of it, but you don't have to make every bit of that. No, so that's true. And um, it makes me think, um, there's a writer I love who says, she said this, it just rung so true to me. She said that when you're a kid, you know, Christmas is all magic. And then Mm -hmm. you grow up and you realize you are the one responsible for making the magic. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, it really is true. Yep. And so it's a a responsibility, but it's also kind of an opportunity to Mm -hmm. create all of that fun. But, I mean, it can be overwhelming because you are, you're hanging the stockings, you're wrapping the yep. presents, you're making all the food or it, or even, you know, buying the food. But, sure. Um, but it is true to make, you want it to be magical and fun for the kids, but when you realize, oh, that's, that's neat. I have to do all that work. <laughs> I know. It's exhausting. Right. It's so exhausting. You have to you know, buy find shortcuts, things. find shortcuts for mm-hmm. sure. For yeah. Sure. We've done a lot of that. We're, we're doing a lot of Trader Joe's shout outs this time, but Hey, their holiday appetizer selection. I mean, that was basically our dinner last night. Yes. <laughs> we picked up a few of those. We made a little quick and easy cheese board and all snacked on that before we went to our event because we weren't sure what the food situation was going to be like there, if there was going to be a line or if it was going to be cold or if it, you know, we just were like, we don't need everyone to be hangry at six 30 by the time no. we go to this thing. So yeah, I, I agree. And I've done that for a couple of little parties too, where you just, maybe you make one thing, but you just load up on some of those apps and they're so good. <laughs> yes. Well, that also reminds me, speaking of one thing is, um, just really good advice I got when I, when I, my children were all very little mm-hmm. is to pick one thing at Christmas to do with them. Mm-hmm. That you might have a list of 12 things you want to do and they all sound wonderful, but really you can pick one or two things yep. and they will be happy. And yes. You will probably be happier. You might feel like you're missing out mm-hmm. that you didn't get to go to a certain party or to yeah. see the nutcracker or whatever it is. But if you pick one or two things, Yes, that's what that's the struggle. And that's where I am right now, too. Like I said, we're trying to cram all these things into this week. And then 
it's like holiday FOMO, you know, like I got, I've got to get to the gathering place and see that winter wonderland. Or, I mean, like I want to see it. It's not, I mean, my, sure. I want my kids to see it too, but I want to go because yes. it's new and it's real. I'm sure it's beautiful because everything there is amazing. And so, yeah, like, it, you know, it's this combination. Yeah. What, it, what does every person in the family want to do? Cause again, my, and then this week we were looking at our sort of schedule and meal plan. And my husband was talking about going to um, the celebrity club in Tulsa, which yes. is amazing at Christmas, by the way. And he's like, we should do that one night. And I'm like, Whoo, these are all these things, but that's really important to him. So we're going to try to find a way to make that happen. And that's just one dinner. It's not like a whole, sure. you know, you know, whole big thing, but I think that, um, and I'm saying this, we do a million things. Yes, so I know. I think it is more important when you're, or easier for you when your children are very little. Mm -hmm. When they get older, you can add more things. Right. They can handle a little bit more of that. Sure. Uh, my kids are nine and eight, so we can do more. Right. But when they're very little, mm -hmm. it's it's hard. Yes. I We did last night. Uh, you know, six and three went to, and that was great. Like they saw Santa check. They, you know, there was a Christmas, there was a little train. We didn't ride it cause somebody was cold and whiny. I won't say who, but, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, but, but there's, there's a light show. There's all this great stuff. There's a Lego village and that's kind of like a lot of things in one place. So that's great. Yes. But today we're, with the nutcracker, I was like, my, my three-year-old cannot that's too much. So one, it's too long. One, I don't know if he's going to get it Two, it, three or however many numbers I'm on at this point. <laughs> it's expensive. I mean, and that's, yeah. So I was like, you know, that'll just be a nice day for me and my older son to go and experience that. And then, you know, maybe as my little one gets older, it, it starts to become a family tradition and we go at night or we go, you know, whatever. Right. But it's, you know, again, there's just so, so many things to sort of, lump into a two to three week period and then everyone's exhausted by January 1st and can't, you know, right. <laughs> function anymore. Right. So, okay. So I'm loving this cookie party idea for kids because we have a couple that we go to for grownups, but I like the idea of the kids participating a lot more. Um, and I've seen all these adorable little kind of, I mean, again, these are ones that the parents would probably make, but fancy, cute kid cookies on Pinterest or on Instagram. Um, what are some other cool ideas you've seen for kids this season or any season? Yes. <laughs> what I think is even more important than what they're going to be eating mm -hmm. is just making it feel or look magical mm -hmm. and just like you want it to be for Christmas. Sure. A lot of candy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> candy always makes everything right. better. I'm, I'm just picturing the, uh, the table itself. Uh-huh. So sp sprinkle a little candy everywhere. One of the things I like to do is we have the, the kids table for my children and their cousins. Uh-huh. And I'll put a little teddy bear or a little stuffed animal at each chair. Aww. So when they come in, they see, oh, they know immediately this is the kids' table. Yeah. I think it's fun to do something to set it apart. Sure. It look really, really fun. And, yeah. Um, so I like little, that idea. You know, a little teddy bear at each table or uh, you could do a little Christmas ornament. Mm -hmm. One of the things I really like is you've seen the cookies that are, they're like laced. They call them laced cookies. Yeah. And you can roll those into like a cone shape while they're warm. Oh my gosh. Cute. I know the lace cookies. Yes. I've seen so those before. Can, okay. If you want, you can roll those into a cone shape. Okay. So I love this idea because you can do it for kids or adults. So for uh -huh. adults, 
you would make a whipped cream, like a brandied whipped cream. Mm-hmm. So you add the brandy to the whipped cream, yeah. a little cinnamon or nutmeg, and then you fill the cone with the whipped oh cream. Oh my gosh. And those will be gone. If you put them on a plate, they will be gone in a second. Yes. Because it's nice and light. It's not yes. like a big brownie or, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just you can a make little. Them small yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, so for kids, the same idea without the brandy. <laughs> so you'll have those um, laced cookies mm-hmm. with the whipped cream. That's a little complicated. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you want to do that one fun thing that ta- is called, I like sure. some things that take a long time in the kitchen. Right. So that might be one of those things I'm, I might do. If you don't have the time for that, mm-hmm. buy sugar cones. Yeah. Just, you know, a sugar ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. And fill that with whipped cream mm-hmm. and some sprinkles. I was say, if there's the some top, sprinkles on it, yes. they'll be so excited. Yeah. And I, that may not seem like much, but if you have those on the kids' mm-hmm. table, it will just feel yeah. special. It's special. It's not just a regular cookie. It's not just a, you know, piece of cake or what, well, you know, things they're used to yes. having. That's like a special thing for the holiday. I love that idea. Yeah to think of too so mm-hmm. yeah anything that's um that's different that right they, they can't you know that makes their eyes get really big yeah like, wow we mm-hmm. get to eat you know ice cream cones with whipped cream and sprinkles <laughs> at 10 a.m best you know? day ever right. Right. <laughs> i love that i love that idea okay well i'm really excited to take some of these home and try them out with my family this year i Good. love these um, well, thank you so much you, for Sarah. sharing ideas with us. It was good to see you. You too. Thanks.